Hello, everyone, and welcome to Showhoppers. Today we are covering Bodies in its entirety. The one on Netflix, not our own. <laughs> and we are doing our Bodies on Netflix recap. I am Mr. Sal, a high school science teacher here with my co-host and former student, Kurt. Kurt, what you drinking tonight? Oh, I've got me some nice premium dihydrogen monoxide yourself. Oh, watch out, man. <laughs> watch out, dihydrogen monoxide, the, the silent killer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I've got the I've got my traditional at this point, it's traditional, uh toasted coconut seltzer. I don't get the toasted part because it's a I don't drink. Either. It's just coconut. <laughs> Do they toast the coconut then turn I, it into I, a drink? I don't, either. I don't. I don't know. This is polar seltzer. It's it's amazing. It's delicious. I love it so so much. But it's just coconut. It's not toasted. I'm not a big fan of coconut like, personally. I like coconut flavor. I don't like coconut texture. Um, and I shouldn't say I like coconut flavor. I like it in most contexts. I don't like it. Uh, when it's used to make like cheese or something, that's gross to me. No, I'm just not a big coconut guy. Co- Coconut-based sour cream, not good. I know about these things because I have a lot of food allergies in my house, and so we don't, we can't have dairy products uh, in the house. So we just uh, a lot of our dairies. I mean, we do have dairy products in the house for those of us that can eat dairy, but we have to have dairy alternatives too. And the coconut-based cheese, not so good. Okay, that's enough about coconut <laughs> and dairy alternatives. Let's talk about bodies. We have our recap episode. We have so much to do, so let's get started. We're going to start, folks, by running through all eight episodes from least favorite to favorite, or at least my least favorite to favorite, and then Kurt can chime in and tell you where he's got them rated in his rankings. So I am going to start with... Where do we start, Kurt? Number eight. My number eight rated episode... This is maybe the easiest pick in a long time. <laughs> um, it is. Yeah. Uh, is the finale. Know You Are Loved. Uh, I, I guess generously, according to Kurt, gave this a 7 out of 10. Uh, and uh, because honestly, I, I really do like a lot about this episode. I love the Maddox Redemption arc. I love how emotional it is, uh, especially at the end when when uh, Elias makes the decision not to make that phone call. Uh, I, there's so much I really love about this series. It's got a really heavy emotional punch. It could have been a 10 if it hadn't broken all of their time travel rules that they had laid out in the first seven episodes. So, Kurt, go ahead. You can chime in here. I mean, that, that's the biggest part of why I demoted so much. It angered me. I was furious watching this episode. The second it's revealed that they can change time and it's no longer inevitable, it ruins so much of the series for me. It makes it a lot harder for me to want to recommend this series, just yeah. knowing how it ends. It's just... and. People like the finale, right? I, I don't know. Oh, I yeah, checked, so, I mean, it was the highest rated it. one on on, on uh, IMDb when we covered it. I don't know if it still is, but so we might be the minority here. Maybe it's too nitpicky, but I don't know. That really bothers me. I, it, look, it, it's it, definitely not nitpicky. And and beyond the fact of it, oh whatever, it's changing the time. Even if you're all right with that, I don't like the fact that it ends with every character we knew is just gone, like the way we knew them. Yes, yeah, they're still there, but. 
all all the trials and tribulations they went through it it's the equivalent of them waking up and it, it was all a dream <laughs> right right <laughs> you're right you're right that's a fair very fair point i don't know if we hit that hard enough when, in our coverage mm-hmm. of the finale but i know you did mention it but mm-hmm. but that is a big deal hellinghead is back in the closet uh whiteman is, still has to deal with feral's anti-semitism if feral's still around i suppose he's probably still crooked <laughs> He says, I'm sure he's still crooked. He he tells Esther to hop it. You know, um, you know, Hassan probably makes out the the best. And Maplewood, we don't even know why she, what happened to her, where, what mm-hmm. she's what's going on with her. But um, you're right. I think the undoing of oh, and Maddox, of course, this doesn't even exist. Literally, doesn't exist. Yeah, can't go back so, there. Yeah, I think I probably Hellinghead and, and Whiteman are really the really the the biggest arguments that you're that you're making here mm-hmm. and uh, by the way i gave this a five out of ten <laughs> yeah hell that, that's Generously. higher than you were <laughs> uh, i keep climbing up <laughs> i look it, it really is like it, in a in a, a silo a silo that's not in isolation without thinking about the rest of the series which is impossible to do <laughs> like it really is a good story with with a very emo- a lot of emotional heft. It just undoes everything they did, and so it, it's like I don't know how you can like the first six and a half episodes of the series and still love the last episode and a half because that that's completely different time travel rules now. But whatever, <laughs> let's move on. I don't want to talk about this episode anymore. <laughs> Number seven. Okay, my number seven rated episode is the premiere episode, episode one, You're Dead Already. I gave it an eight out of ten. As and, did I. Okay, and it's in the same, same spot place. for you, yeah, right? Yeah, same spot, yep. Okay, yep. yeah, great. And, and I mean, honestly, it's, if I did, if I had never seen a trailer, I probably would have loved this episode. <laughs> but I totally I, agree. No, you're, <laughs> you're definitely right with that, because this is mostly just what's in the trailer, and we were excited by the one splice scene. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a pretty stunning ending there where we where Defoe you know spits at Maplewood, but you know retrospectively, I, I, what did that actually even matter? I guess it mattered because Defoe got to see himself die, but I think more than that, it mattered because it got blood on Maplewood's shirt, and we got to see her spine in the next episode because she <laughs> changed her shirt. I think that was maybe the only reason why Defoe spit blood at her. <laughs> to become a glorified spine revealer. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but no, it's, I mean, there's other interesting stuff here. Like, it, it introduces, like, Hillingen and Whiteman. There's some interesting yeah. bits about them. They do sure. drop the whole Whiteman being Jewish and anti-Semitic. Yeah, and this is uh, the only place that certainly comes up. <laughs> so. But, you know, it, it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I, this was actually like the most interesting. Like, I, well, yeah, yeah. That, you're you're right. Yes, that this was. It was interesting. You know, everything was was kind of good. The Sayed stuff was good. Um, uh, really, it, everything about this episode was was fine. It's just that I didn't really get anything more out of it than I got out of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. So, all right, let's move on then. Number six. Uh, this one might be our biggest differential, is it? I think it is. I think so, too. So my number six is the penultimate episode, Catch Me If You Can, episode seven. I gave it an eight out of ten. 
And I, when I when we reviewed it to start with, I gave this an eight out of ten, and I said, "Look, if they." Because I, the reason I gave it eight out of ten was because it made me nervous that they were going to break their time travel rules in episode eight, and I said if they don't, then this is a just a great episode. I'll happily go up to at least a nine, maybe even a ten. But then they did, so I have to keep this episode pinned down here because the, I love the first half of this episode. I mean, I truly adore the first half of this episode, seeing the Mannix kind of fill in the gaps there between. Uh, when he arrives in in 1890, and uh, be- and then he, uh, I guess, uh, do we go all the way up to 1941? Whatever. When he when he you know meets Polly and mm-hmm. they have a baby and everything else, we do th- that stuff is fantastic. Oh yeah, this is the one where Whiteman goes and kills him, right? Yeah, and then he's arrested and hanged. Yeah, yes. But we okay. see we see both Hillinghead and Whiteman die in this episode. Right, right, right. So so well, no, we don't see Hillinghead die. We see him arrested. We see ooh, Ladbrook uh, kills. Him oh, you're right. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So this is this is like. Well, though, wait a minute. Then did we see Ladbrook kills him in this one? And then we see Ladbrook kill him in the finale. Right. So when did we see Helen had first get arrested? Was that in six or seven? Six, I think. End of six is when he gets arrested. Okay. Well, then that's when Helen had kill or um, Whiteman. Sorry, kills Harker and Polly. Oh, they just flashed through it here. Then you're right. Okay, we first see him kill him in six, but they flashed through it here. Okay, kind of quickly. All right. Well, anyway, let's 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 get get back to this episode mm-hmm. though. Yeah. <laughs> so so this is this is really good stuff in the first half. I, I loved filling in the gaps on Harker slash Mannix, and the second half stuff like is fine if it doesn't work but then the fact that it worked in the finale is unforgivable and i uh, pins this down to an eight in the number seven number seven spots not number seven number six spot for me so i gave it a number number three for me which is still pretty high gave it a nine out of ten I, I originally i think i gave it a ten out of ten it does go down because of those future scenes it turns out that they do change time travel i agree with you there but it's still a really like seeing Julian Harker. That might be the best stuff in the series. I think. it might be. Seeing it might be in the past, going through the conference, and at least the feeling of the inevitability of it all. Oh yeah, the confidence. This episode is so great without the finale. So I, I still have to give it an eye. I just I I love watching it. It is definitely way worse now with the knowledge of the finale, but. But so in, in the sequence, uh, it's watched. This is a great episode, and they could have changed the finale. I I, I, I got to give it a nine. Well, but can can you really say this episode is so great without the finale? Because the, mm-hmm. I agree that all the stuff happening in eighteen ninety that's all great without the finale. Mm-hmm. Without the finale, I don't think the future stuff. Like I was, I felt like I was holding my breath through that stuff to begin with because I was worried that the, the, I I don't think I ever really enjoyed that because I, I thought this is this this could really backfire and blow up the series i enjoyed it because i had faith mm-hmm. and had Shout. your birthday too that's true it did. all right so well, I, I, I was hopeful i was okay. hopeful they wouldn't change the timeline okay. i was wrong though yeah that is very so wrong <laughs> yeah. they did. all right well let's let's move on then number five 
My number five rated episode is the second episode. I gave it a nine out of 10. It's do you know who I am? And, uh, you know, I thought this was a, mar- a, a big step up from the premiere. Uh, the premiere was okay. You know, it didn't really learn too much beyond the trailer. But this one, we spent a lot of time with Maplewood in this episode. And I really loved it. I thought that Maplewood was a really interesting character. Probably even in the in the grand scheme of the whole series, probably underdeveloped. Probably could have done more with her. But this stuff, especially the stuff with her brother and learning about this society that she lives in now, Kyle, which is, you know, the acronym for know you are loved really, really worked for me, really did it for me. So I'd love this episode nine out of 10, but it's only my number six. I, uh, you're number five. Cause I, it's Sorry, my five. number six. Yeah. It's my number six. Do you know who I am? I gave it an eight out of 10. I think it's a step above episode one marginally. It's, I think number episode one, made me feel more for the characters or at least had more interesting storylines with the characters, Hillinghead and Whiteman. This episode, not as much Whiteman. Hillinghead a bit, but it's kind of piggybacking off from episode yeah. one. And Maplewood's interesting, because we yeah. just met Maplewood at the end of episode one. Yeah. Uh, so I, There's that. The reason I put it above episode one, though, is, again, watching the trailer then watching episode one, it's mostly everything that's in the trailer, so it's not that interesting. This we're getting a bit more of just stuff I didn't know, right? That That's interesting. So that's probably why I like it more than episode one. I just thought that was in the trailer, or at least if it was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like outlining these detectives finding the body. We're, we're going a little further beyond that into the plot. So that's why I like it a little more than episode one. But I don't think it's much better. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I know you were very lukewarm on it, but. Yeah, still am. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 a shame. I I just I thought the Maplewood stuff worked really really well, and, and it, it, I, this I is... agree. I think my fa- my favorite scene was LB Maplewood kind of learning the dystopian part of the future, right? Kind of if you don't if you're not allegianced with the government, you're disadvantaged. And yes. So LB chooses to live the life he lives. Yes. That part is interesting. I feel like they didn't really explore it though that much. It's just kind of no, showing a negative. In, well, in this in this episode, I thought it was like it piqued my interest a lot, and then they didn't do a whole lot with it afterwards. Mm-hmm. But, the, but, but that could be said about a lot of things. In it this can series. be, yeah. yeah, like the contrived time travel rule of you go both ways. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's uh, let's move on. Number four. My number four rated episode was episode three, All in Good Time. This is a nine out of ten for me. Uh, this I, Really, what this comes down to is the stuff happening in 1890 for me, because the seance was really jaw-dropping. It was very cool. Uh, it was interesting to see Ladbroke involved in, in this plot against Hillinghead to get him drugged in and posing with the body I, the, all the Hellinghead stuff was so interesting this is where they he he the, he doesn't quite hook up with oh no he does by the end of he the does. episode he, he does, does hook up with Henry so like it's it's a really really good episode uh, very solid this is a yeah, I think this is appropriately placed at number four how about you uh, for, for me this is number five uh, nine out of ten though as well all in good time 
I th- Hillinghead's by far I think the most interesting character in this one. And yeah, that seance scene, Julian Harker, that's really good. Enjoyed that. It makes Whiteman more than just a villain, or at least a crooked cop, I should say, not a villain. Because yeah. I think this is where we get introduced to Esther. Oh, you're right. Yes. So, well, I mean, we saw her, like literally saw her. Oh, yeah. She, one she, and yeah, two, but, Whiteman. But yeah, but this is where he takes her out to kill her and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is uh, that that's a big deal. It is. It is. So those are the two, I think, really highlight points. Yeah, because I mean that's that's really, a turn that's a turn of Whiteman, right? It, it is, is. It is. So yeah, that's yeah, that's a great point. That's interesting. Um, Hassan's it, we, we always criticize twenty twenty three Hassan for just being mostly plot. <laughs> yeah. This 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 episode is no different. And then Maplewood. Is this where Defoe sees himself die? I think it is. Um, I think you're right. All right, that's okay. I guess. I suppose. Yeah, well, yes, it is because she's interrogating Defoe while uh, Mannix is uh, not Mannix while Hillinghead is in the seance. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, well, I I think the Hillinghead and Whiteman parts of this episode are really good, but yeah, I don't think the Maplewood and Hassan stuff is as interesting. So. It's it's definitely less interesting than those two. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Number three. All right, my number three rated episode is episode five. We are one another's ghosts. This is a ten out of ten for me. I uh, love this episode. I think it's. I think it was great. Um, I think my favorite uh, scene is is that. Uh, well, I guess my favorite part of it really is is that we get like Maplewood discovering that Hassan is in charge of Chapel Perilous and Chapel and Hassan trying to recruit her over to her side. Uh, we get this really interesting moral dilemma because Hassan wants to go back and undo the explosion because she wants her son back. And Maplewood says, well, what about the people who are here right now? Because what that set a chain of events in motion that led to people existing now that wouldn't probably exist Otherwise, so you you are literally sacrificing these people for the sake of those people. So I I really like that. Um, Whiteman kidnaps Polly, brings her to the synagogue, and plays Russian roulette with her. It's very so cool. It's, 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 he's, he's a cool dude. <laughs> Definition of Whiteman. Yeah. yeah, he's a cool dude. And then after after that, you know, he's, her son busts in and busts that up, and and we find out that her son is in fact uh not just her son but also Maddox's son right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i believe this is the episode in which uh whiteman goes through and kills them all right yes it is yes yes he kills true. polly yeah. kills a harker and there you have it but, so uh, that episode six that's no, it's this one episode right. oh no is that episode six that might be episode six never mind yeah, this ends with them being freed and they take him to... Uh... Right, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Strike all that Lyman stuff about him. Hayden. Strike, <laughs> strike all the stuff about Hayden. Right, <laughs> but uh, something we do learn in this episode is Barbara. Oh, yes. This is where we learn that Barbara is Elias's or Mannix's or Julian, whoever you want to call him, yep. uh, father and I guess distant grandson or whichever. Well, I forget what. Great, great, whatever. Yeah, Phil, yeah, Phil well, the greats. <laughs> easier to say his father. 
Yeah. I, I gave it, this is my second ranked episode, so not too bad, Mr. Sales. Gave it a 10 out of 10. I, 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 I love this episode. That's a big one. Um, yep. Whiteman, he's a cool cat. My favorite scene for this episode was Julian Harker giving his speech and his ultimatum to Hillinghead. Give up Henry. Yep. Yeah, frame him for your crime. Yep. Really put into question what he was going to do, and that's a hard decision right. for him. Yep. And you already talked about a uh, Hassan, right? Or, well, I, I haven't. Well, I talked about Hassan in in 2053. Yes, but yeah. I haven't. I haven't really talked about Hassan in 2023 because she ends this. Uh, other than after after she finds out the barber is Eliza's father, she goes to Barber's flat and hears the record that's addressed to her. Right, as it's, you know, he says, "We will meet again, and <laughs> we are one another's ghosts." <laughs> so, yeah, ah, that's cool. It's a cool episode. It's a cool yep. episode. Absolutely. All right, let's move on then. Number two. All right, my number two rated episode is episode four, right up the wazoo. Ten out of ten for me. I uh, love this episode too. This is where Hassan starts putting it all together uh, with the help of the the guy in the archives, whoever he is. That that this same body has appeared in 1890 and in 1941. She brings Barber in on it, which retrospectively is 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 pretty, uh, um, I don't know, foreboding. But anyway, it's it, we get. And I think my favorite scene in this one is we get this great scene between mm-hmm. Maplewood and. Defoe in her apartment about the illusions that comfort them. Uh, you know, where uh, Maplewood talks about free will and, and choice as something that comforts her, and Defoe kind of poops on her parade and says, no, you know, that's, it's, a, it's, it's a nice lie, but it's it's a lie. It's just, you're just comforting yourself. So, uh, and then meanwhile, you know, he takes comfort in uh well, what does he take comfort in? I'm, now I'm forgotten. Defoe. Yeah. For, with, uh, um, free will and determinism? I'm trying to think what... Well, no, anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, pre- predestination. So he's he takes comfort in predestination. that, that They can't change anything. So yeah. you can just kind of sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. Uh, meanwhile, she takes comfort in the idea that there is free will and Kyle. Kyle is, is the one that's all in on that train. Yeah. Well, he calls an illusion. Uh, and then of course she gets turned on by her neighbor. And that's the end of that. But that was my favorite scene in the episode. Uh, well, my favorite scene, which I know you also enjoyed as well, was the cinematic shots of white men running away with Esther kind of the, the, mm. their, their bond growing closer right before she's not, I guess not torn away, but you know, poisoned away by Polly. Yeah. That, oh. well, I mean, which is, I mean, just that, that whole bit is that arc. maybe that's maybe better than my favorite scene, but it's, it's spread out over multiple scenes. Yeah. Him, him so, running with Esther and then yeah, the poisoning. Yeah. Cause they have this amazing conversation at the dinner table about you know running away and about how his real name is Carl Weissman uh, and they then you know she takes off and he catches up with her she's so glad that he did she, he carries her most of the way to the tunnels she, they meet this sweet old lady who they help in otherwise she would have been locked out 
she even shares some <laughs> chocolate with Esther. And then, you know, the, 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 probably the emotional core of the whole series is Whiteman uh, holding Esther after he finds out that she's dead. But yeah, that is a pretty, pretty uh, big, pretty big uh, surprise when you hear that this is Polly, too, who's also the woman on the phone. It is. The, the biggest reason, I only gave this a 9 out of 10, it's my fourth ranked episode. And the biggest reason why, though, not a lot of Hilling Head, right? They put him on the side burner. They did. I don't know. I was really into Hilling Head. He was arguably my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I can I can get behind that. I understand I understand your, your logic there. I, I just think there's so much strong stuff in this episode. In this episode, like, when I think of back on this series, the stuff in the tunnels there is one of the one of the, probably the top three or four things I'm going to remember about this series. I agree. I guess. So, I, I think that white the Whiteman stuff in this episode is stellar. It is. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I love the Maplewood stuff in this episode too because this is also. The, I mean, I actually like the Maplewood stuff. My favorite scene was the Maplewood scene. <laughs> so, uh, but I think there's there's so much that you can wrap you kind of try to wrap your mind around. And it'll just melt your brain about the for the predetermination versus the free will argument. Anyway, it's it's a really great episode. Love it. Let's move on. Number one. Okay, well, you, Kurt. Yes, you have, we have <laughs> you, we have the same number one. You picked the right number one, Mister. Hey, episode six. The world is yours. The ten true finale ten for both of us. <laughs> Honestly, I, and I'd be I could be totally satisfied with that being the finale. With it just being a story of a loop, and there you go. Like uh, it'd be great. It'd be perfect. <laughs> oh man! I mean, I and then like I just view the the stuff in eighteen ninety in the next episode is just like an epilogue. Like also, hmm. this happened, or, or like a DLC if this was a video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I really this is this to me. Like, if you, I can totally get behind recommending the series if you just say. First, watch the first six episodes and then just be done with it because it is it is spectacular through those first two. Oh seasons, yeah, first six. Even, even besides twenty twenty three, like seeing Elias complete the loop. Yep, we we get to see Hilling get get arrested. We get to see mm-hmm. Whiteman killing uh, yep. Julian or yeah Julian and uh, Polly. So it's yep. It, it really it completes the whole loop. Like this it is does. this is fine. This is it suspicious. does. And this stuff twenty fifty three. He goes into the throat as well. Right. That's right. Yeah, so in 2053, Julian, or well, Elias Maddox goes through the throat, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so does Defoe. This is where Defoe dies. So we get to see mm-hmm. De- De- how Defoe died. Mm-hmm. There's so many answers in this episode. We get to see how Defoe, how Defoe died. We get to see the bomb blow up, which that that whole thing is amazing, too. The, the, all, all the stuff on the boat, listening to, to Julian Harker talk to Elias Maddox himself in the future. It's like it's so chilling. It's it's amazing, uh, and, and then we hear we hear him make that recording a couple of different times too, right? I've lived across your across timelines. Mm-hmm. I've lived your life, Elias. Oh, it's 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 amazing. And then when you get to Elias's mother's house, and and you see why it is that he pushed that button. Know you are loved. Know you are loved. I want to know. Boom. Like that's that's a huge and that's a theme that's the thesis of this whole series, right? Like knowing you are loved is really important, and also that you know love makes us do 
really beautiful, wonderful things and also really terrible, awful things. So, yeah, uh, this this episode has everything. This this episode was everything to me. I love this episode. A very good episode. I'm very sad where the series went after this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, this this one's clearly head and shoulders above the rest, though. I agree. I agree. Love it. All right. Well, that that's all eight episodes. Uh, really, uh, on the whole. I, I'm really, I really, really enjoyed the series. I'm glad yeah. I watched the series. I'm Me too. sad how it ended. Me too. But it was still a good ride. I am I still a little it. torn up as to whether I want to read the graphic novels now or not. I do not. <laughs> unless it has, I, like it also has a different story, which like, I know, which which it might, and that's that's one of the things I want to know. But anyway, all right, Kurt, let's. I'll come back to that one. Let's let's talk about the deaths in the series because a lot of people died in this series. Mm-hmm. I've got a list here, maybe not an exhaustive list. Tell me if you want to add anybody or subtract anybody from this list. Defoe dies, Farrell dies, Said dies, uh, Rick dies. That was Hassan's like I don't know. Yeah, the the, the person partner, who blew up but... to the vinyl. Right, exactly. Uh, Esther dies. Calloway, who's uh, Whiteman's boss. Uh, Barber dies. Polly dies. Julian Harker dies. Uh, Jawad, uh, uh, that's um, Hassan's son, who died off camera. I don't know if you want to include him or not, but I guess same thing. We can include him if you want. Jawad, yeah. Yeah, and her father. Um, And then we saw Hillinghead die. We saw Whiteman die. So anybody else you want to put on this list or take off of this list? I mean, we'll see. As for Kick Troll, I miss the least. I don't know if they're going to put Rick or something, but I, I, I'm i not going to put Rick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like, Rick, you, did you put Rick? I'm like, Rick's, I Rick's kind I of put, a... I didn't put right. Rick. There's okay. a different one okay. that I put. But... Right. I, I just felt Rick is a very minor character. They could have not well, named Rick. We can, we, can, we can do both then. We, we can do right. like right. the, okay. the, the... What do we call him? Cannon fodder? And the cannon the, fodder pick? All right. Cannon fodder pick, and we can do like a, a legitimate, like bulky character pick. Got it. Okay. All right. Okay. Because all right, and, and we could categorize these. I would put, I put Pharrell, Rick, Rick yep. Said, Said, I guess, yep, uh, Callaway. I'd put Callaway in there. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, J- and Jawad and and Hassan's father. Yeah, the, okay. those things. Well, while while we're talking about the character, we'll we'll miss the list. Let's just go let's for do it, it that way. All right. Okay. So I I think that you are going to say of the cannon fodder characters. I guess you're going to go with Rick. Um, and of the character characters, so that leaves what Defoe, Esther, Esther Barber, Barber. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think you're mm-hmm. gonna say for that one. I guess you'd say Barber. I think you'll put Rick for cannon fodder and Defoe for, for the character. Uh, for the least. character, yeah, for the main so, so uh, you got me down Defoe. I, Defoe, I think, is like. I, could have been a really interesting character. Was a really interesting character, but the fact that they didn't do anything with the, the splits forward, you know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the time travel that goes forward makes me think. Other, yeah, like, other than the one him living, yeah. right? I, so I kind of wish Defoe wasn't even around. So I, he will be the one that I miss the least. <laughs> Although he did have that great conversation with Maplewood. So uh, well, and then as far as the other character goes. Uh, the cannon fodder character. I I said uh, Pharrell instead of Rick uh, because see I, see I think Pharrell was more interesting simply because yeah. he's antagonizing Whiteman. Mm-hmm. I I put Rick just because Rick 
they could have not even named Rick. Yeah, and I would have. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I would. I didn't. Um, I didn't know his name until him. he died in that episode. I know so. me either. I, I, I wrote down Rick died, so I'd say Rick can't fight her. And I agree with you on Defoe. Defoe okay. is my okay. Oh, so you said Defoe. I I said you were going to say Barber, but yeah. Okay, so I, Barber's probably my second choice, but I I, I yeah. agree with you on Defoe. He's just not that. He could have been a lot more interesting than what he was. I'll no, say that. I, I agree. All right. Well, then let's move on to the character we'll miss the most. Now, this should be no problem. We're gonna we're not we're not gonna guess. For, uh, well, I'm not gonna guess for you, Pharrell, Saeed, Rick, Calloway, Jawad, or Hassan's father. I'm gonna guess one of these other ones. I'm gonna say that the character you're gonna miss the most. Ah, uh, you said Hellinghead was arguably your favorite character, but I know you loved Whiteman too. Uh, although. We should be clear here. The character we'll miss the most and the character we'll miss the least. There is no season two of Bodies, as far as we know. No, so, I don't. Yeah. So, as there shouldn't be, I feel uh, like. Well, I don't know. They left it there. They but, left the cliffhanger, but now that the yeah. time travels the way it is, I'm yeah. not interested. <laughs> Unless they well, get rid of the timey wiminess in another season, but I don't see how you do that now. So, and plus, the title Bodies yeah. makes it. Well, it, whatever. So, I guess. I guess what we ha- the way you have to think about this is because also with time travel like any character is dead we still could see again right so uh but there's no season two in the works and let's assume that hassan driving off in the taxi with maplewood is the universe in which we are saying who we miss and don't miss how's that sound all right okay okay uh so i think you went with Hillinghead. i think you went with julian I did go with Julian. I said a Whiteman. Ah, okay. All right. I, I did thought I was saying Julian, but uh, yeah, Ju- Julian to me is just the most interesting character. He is. He's arguing. I mean, oh, I'll keep that in mind for later. But he's. <laughs> Oops. But what, who I'm gonna miss? Whiteman's such a cool cat. He how is how can cat. you not? How can you not? Especially, I mean, first two episodes of Whiteman. Actually, I think I I kind of liked him in episode one. He was kind of bland, one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. phone calls were the most interesting part about him. Yeah, like Ruta, you know, he, he he got Esther. He got a little more complex. Now, post Julian Harker getting poofed or Mannix, whatever have you. Now he's probably still crooked, but I'm yeah. still I'm still I'm still on white. You know, bop it or hop it, whatever whatever he hop it, hop it, yeah. twist it, yeah, yeah, whatever he said, hop it, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, and Julian to me is just that that redemption arc in the finale is, is spectacular and even before the redemption arc even if there is no redemption arc his motivation as to why he makes that phone call why he pushes the button is enough for me to say he's he's my guy yeah. all right how about the most shocking death uh i think did you guess first or do i have to guess yeah you can guess first sorry and most shocking also i don't think many of these deaths shocked you at all no like whiteman he got hanged. Hillinghead, he was already imprisoned. No, no, not. Um, maybe just because for Julian, are we counting the poof as his death? Or no, his... I was I was gonna say Whiteman killing him. As his Whiteman death. killing him? Yeah. Cause Pharrell I don't know if you saw Saeed coming. Um it's either Julian, Polly, or Saeed, the way I see it. Maybe you put Barber, but I think uh I think you put Julian, because Story schema says he should get his monologue in, but cool cat Whiteman doesn't <laughs> let him. 
Well, in the finale, he does. In the finale, he does. Yeah. Oh, so we're going with that one. Yeah, you're right. Well, then... both of them. I mean, I, I don't know whichever one. You can pick either. I'll say uh, I'll say Polly for you then because Polly does the same way in both. Okay. All right. Uh, and I think for you, mm-hmm. the most shocking one was. I'll go with Saeed for you. Saeed? All right. Yeah. You got me wrong. You, you might have forgotten. You got it right. Well, not that you got it right. You you were able to see the very obvious clues, the chocolate and the oh, symbol, I forgot. Yeah. everything that Esther was going to die. I forgot to even look at the cover like picture. I didn't oh, even see the, you know I didn't even see it coming. So Esther's death for me was a was a surprise. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, that would have been the most shocking one if I didn't make the chocolate connection from the opening uh, mm-hmm. title card. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah good call. Uh, for me, I think Callaway actually was my was the most shocking one. You know, he's he's been he's thrown away, killed. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a great, not a huge character, but the the manner in which he dies because he's he's got you know both he's teaming up with White Polly. Men. Well, yeah, but he's got White Men under arrest. And he's got Polly under mm-hmm. arrest too. And you know, his boss comes in and just shoots him. <laughs> you you wouldn't expect to see that from from a, from your boss, but then the boss says. God, don't worry about you. I got you, mom. Like that's I was what? <laughs> this is Polly. This is Polly's daughter or son, I guess. So anyway, so yeah, so that was my most shocking one. Uh, and then and I, yeah, yeah, I went with Esther. Yeah. So yeah. how about the saddest death? I'm going to say you said Esther was the saddest death. I think you said Esther as well. Oh, I absolutely did. I think. That, oh, that, see, I disagree there. What? I thought Esther was made to die. What? Seeing seeing Elias die. So the Elias, I I count Elias dying in the final episode. The poof. The poof. Oh, <laughs> I count that poof as death. Although okay. I mean, you, so the reason I count it as death for him is because now there is no Elias Julian Mannix. Period in the yeah. timeline. Yeah, yeah. You, you I know, get you it. argue Hassan goes poof. The future one. Yeah, but Hassan's still around in the timeline. Yeah, this is like. If anything, this is a step beyond death. This is like banishment or something. Like he's just he's just gone. Hmm. Wiped from existence. Interesting. Worse I mean, than death. It definitely is emotional uh, seeing that. It's definitely sad. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, even even considering that, I I still think Esther's is sadder. Just seeing especially seeing Whiteman's reaction. Here's just, what I think so sad about it. Like for Elias's perspective, is that all he wanted to do was be loved. Yeah. He finally agreed not to press it. Yeah. Kind of in hopes of, like that he could find love. Yeah. Right. At least his future self. Well, yeah. Julian Harker tells him he can find love. Yeah. And or that he, at least he loves him. And then he chooses not to hit the button and then he goes poof. Or at least dial the number. So that's but, a, that's a really sad thing. But he dies being loved in his mother's arms, though. Like that's that's, oh, well, that's pretty sad though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he got he got loved for like a minute and then he went poof. Yeah, no. It's certainly sad for his mother too. Well, although yeah. she's not gonna remember him. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, all right tech, uh, this sounds like a technicality to me, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the, our our favorite and least favorite titles. Let's start with our least okay. favorite title. Is it my turn to guess you, or you guess me first? You just guessed me for saddest death, so I think I, I got to okay. guess you. Okay. First title. Uh, man, you're really random in what titles you dislike. <laughs> you really are. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I know you like the theme, so I guess what's opposite of the theme for a title? The, uh... Mm. Um... 
Do you do you know who? No, actually, no. Right up the wazoo. Is my least favorite. Okay, that's your least favorite. Gotcha. Uh, I think for you, your least favorite. Yeah, uh, you you always want to be able to remember the title. You want to be able to remember or the episode from the title. Uh, I I'm wondering if you can remember what happened in the episode from right up the wazoo or from all in good time or from know you are loved. Uh, I, I think all in good time is your least favorite. Plus you're, you're pissed off about the time travel. So it just, it triggers you. Ooh, you know, you, you were, you were close. You said it right up the wazoo. I, I put that. Uh, <laughs> I guess the right too. Okay. I, I, it's just it's a random thing that's like not that important. It's just what one character says. I know, I know, but I'll always no callback to it. I so love funny. that character, but I'm, I just that kind of bothers me that it's just a random line of character says that's kind of inconsequential as a character. I guess the character remembered Whiteman by happenstance, which yeah. I guess again maybe he's part of uh, whatever Cabal, you know, Kyle to for Mannix to rise once more. I just. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like that as a title. It yeah. Just, it rubs me the wrong way. That's why it's my yeah. worst title. And that's why I guessed it for you. Did I get uh, it right? No, you didn't get it right. Mine was on good time. Well, okay. So we guessed each other. We guessed yeah. our own least <laughs> yeah. favorite titles for each other. Yeah, because I like I don't remember. I that that title does not help me remember anything about that episode that's your and, metric i didn't know that well no 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 it's not my oh, metric. Okay. and it, it does trigger me <laughs> because <laughs> no this was not good time travel so don't say all in good time this is bad time bad time travel <laughs> how dare so, you episode three how dare yeah. you <laughs> i mean i loved episode three but not the title okay so, well then yeah. best title yes yeah, so i'm gonna say for you the one that best helps you remember what happened in the episode is catch me if you can. And you're a theme guy. How could you not pick No You Are Loved? I can't. I couldn't not. I have to. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No You Are Loved. Best title. I, I Look, I love I love the uh, the theme of the series. Like I I love it so much. And then the, you know, the fact that they named an episode after it. So yes, no, you're loved as easily. You got me right. Except, Catch me if you can. Okay. I, 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 I like that as the, I dislike the plot contrived. We talked about it already. The, how it feels contrived that you go in the future as well. Cause it's kind yep. of just to save Defoe. Yeah. I, I like it as a line. Catch me if you can. And then he, they literally do catch him. And it's also watching kind of like the crook Julian get away with it. Yeah, I guess. At least getting away with it. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's be done with that segment. <laughs> so <laughs> let's move on to some moments that stick with us throughout this episode. Now, we we don't guess each other's for these because there's so much. <laughs> so much. Although not, maybe not so much for this first one. Funniest moment. Uh, I, there was not a lot of humor in there's this not. series. Uh, but I did really find I think it. I want to pick the same one here. I found it genuinely funny when in episode two, uh, one of the people working with Maplewood says they've been targeting local millennials since they're getting a little long in the tooth these days. Oh, yeah. I really, I, gen- I, about that. I genuinely <laughs> chuckled at that. I thought that was really funny. Because <laughs> I mean, uh, just think about like the people who get targeted by 
you know, scams uh, now. And it's not the millennials think, right now. It's not the millennials. I'm not think of the millennials getting targeted by scams. It's really in due time. About anyway. In due time. I I went with something that I think you will also find funny, which is, uh, it would be in episode seven when Julian Harker, quote unquote, comes home for the very first time. <laughs> so he no. comes home. The paintings. <laughs> he doesn't look quite as he did. He's not as big as he once. He has hair. Yeah. That that whole yeah. that whole sequence to me is hysterical. Him coming home for the first that time. That's pretty. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Nice. All right. Let's talk about the most jaw dropping moment. This was an easy one for. Well, no, it wasn't. There were two pretty jaw dropping moments for me in the series, but still pretty easy, easily for me to uh, identify. To find out that Polly is the voice on the phone was like. Oh, you know what? That is a way better one than what I thought. <laughs> you say that, you know what? You're, you're probably. I'll tell you what I put, but you're, you're. Okay. I would probably swap over to yours. That makes a lot of sense. Mine was yeah. just that Barbara's Mannix's father. No, yeah, I mean that's pretty jaw dropping too. But, but Polly, like Polly, is a lot more. It's like a connection between it's the like two a triple lives. connection, right? It's this lady giving yeah. her the chocolate, who's just rando, right? But she's giving her the thing that I saw on the title card. And then her name's Polly. Wait a minute. That's telling has daughter's name. And she's got the locket. So she's telling has daughter. And then she says, no, you're a love to white men. So she's also the lady on the phone. It was like triple jaw drop. It was unbelievable. And did we know at the time that uh, Julian would marry her? No. That's, this oh, is, that's, that's, that. another, that's another yeah. jaw drop, too. That's exactly. in your pocket. Yeah. I mean, Polly is, is maybe... The most jaw-dropping character in the series. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, but Barbara's being uh, Maddox's dad is, is also that was pretty shocking. I didn't even think about that. I totally forgot. I also had on my short list here Hassan is the head of Chap- Chapel Perilous because that was a pretty uh, striking moment. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. How about the most emotional moment? There's I I didn't even make a short list for this. This is just an easy. Esther is dead. See, same, same reason for Sadis' death. I want yeah. Elisa's ending. Yeah. yeah. So, I get it. That is a very emotional scene, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I was also kind of sifting through denial at that point. Rage. <laughs> yeah, I had rage. Past, past the blind rage. I, I get the sadness in it. Absolutely. Okay. Still, still raging, though. All right. <laughs> and then how about a quote that will stick with you? This one has to be... Oh yeah, it has to be what the whole series oh, is about, yes, right? Yeah, yes. no, you are yes. loved. No, you are loved. Absolutely, <laughs> you put the same. <laughs> oh, absolutely, no, you are loved. Uh, I I did put on here. I uh, you know as as a backup in case you tell me I I couldn't pick that. <laughs> I, uh, I did. I did. Uh, I, I still think about. Uh, I'll be saying to Maplewood, "Where are you walking to?" Like she could walk. And she's part of the society, but you know, what's the point of walking if you have to sacrifice all this other stuff? But yeah, anyway, what's the point of walking if you don't know where you're walking to? Exactly. So, wow. but no, know you're loved. It's like I, I have incorporated this into my daily life. Actually, know you're loved. I think it's a really important message. Actually, so <laughs> anyway, I, I, I say it. Actually, I've started saying it to my students as they walk out the door. It's just how people don't be starting like a cult though or anything. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. He's just laughing off. 
that concerns you even more. You're like, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> don't deny it. <laughs> uh, anyway, next segment. <laughs> next segment. If by cult you mean podcast following, then yes, I would love to develop a podcast following. A cult, yes. Listeners know you are loved, ah. but we're not done. No, because, no, no, no. Because we have to talk, give out our character superlatives. This is kind of hard. It's very hard, actually. At least the first two are pretty hard. The, the others are were a lot easier for me, but these first two, goodest character and baddest character. Oof, uh, I don't know. This, this is really hard. I still don't. I'm not convinced I've got them right here. So, yeah. When we talk about goodest character and baddest character, well, at least when I talk about goodest character and baddest character, I'm talking about someone who consistently does what they think is the right thing. So when faced with a choice, they consistently make the decision they think that they think is just the right thing to do. Uh, now, whether or not I agree with it being the right thing to do or not is a whole other story. That's that's not what I'm talking about. But sometimes that's what Kurt's talking about. So Kurt, today. <laughs> What are you gonna go with? Wow, I, I, you have to see. Okay, I'm fine. always consistent, though. All right, so uh, okay, you're not. Do you want me to guess for you first, or yeah, go ahead, guess for me. Who I said is the goodest character? We'll go with that one first. The goodest character? Who we, I think you went with Hassan. I think Hassan overall is going for what she believes in and sticks with it. In both timelines, 2023, she tries to help Elias, and then 2053, she wants she 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 wishes she had killed Elias, but when she gets back in time, she she does the right thing. She does the good thing. I think you went with Hassan. Okay, see a lot of examples of her being good. Okay, I think you went with Hillinghead. In fact, we've had the conversation. Uh, well, I guess it was only episode one, but the conversation about how he, he he's like the kind of guy you want to be a police officer, but he's in the wrong time because he's always doing what he thinks is right. The law is the law, but he's in the wrong time. <laughs> so I think he went with head. I You know, I might have said that, but then he broke his own law. I know. By sleeping <laughs> with Henry. So, I, listen, I, I think it's fine for him, too, obviously. Oh, me too. But if, uh, but if I was going to give it to him based on him being a lawman, I, now I can't because he's breaking the law. Right. He's also cheating on his wife, regardless of whether it's a matter of Oh, yeah, that'll be. No, that's a way better point. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. Yes, I did not go with Hillinghead. Did right. I get you with. You did give me right. I said Hassan. Oh. Uh, because, I, you know, honestly, like, Hassan's. It's mostly plot pushing throughout the whole series, but I agree. But she really does seem to have like a, a moral compass that points her always in the direction of trying to save the life if she can. And she wanted to save Saeed. She tried really hard to save Saeed. She tried really hard to save Elias, and then she tried really hard to save her son. So I and I didn't see her doing too much along the way that that I think she might have thought that I really shouldn't be doing this. Uh, the one exception being that we are told that Chapel Perilous is like a terrorist organization. We didn't really see that, though. Mm -hmm. I personally, I thought about going with Tassan, but I swapped it over to Maplewood. Okay. I said Maplewood. She does. She, she is part of, I guess, the executive or helping out Mannix. She works yep. for the government. But she's trying to do the right thing. She's a detective. She's trying to solve this case. Yeah. Even when her superiors are telling her to stop, then she's under Mannix's command. 
she does as she says, trying to, you know, thinking she's doing the right thing. But when she realizes she isn't, she swaps, she cha- she she goes to the side she has to, she she plans, right? She works with LB, mm-hmm. houses Hassan, and I think she does the goodest thing of all, which is she lives in 2053, Mr. Sal, which <laughs> she went back to 1890. Oh, And we don't even see how her story ends for her in 1890. I mean, eventually she goes poof, I suppose, but man. Right. If that's not willing to take sacrifice, I don't know what is. Uh, you're right. You're right. I wouldn't. Yeah, do that. I, I, I guess I don't have a a good argument against Maplewood. Um, that's some self sacrifice there. That doesn't necessarily mean good, but no. In this instance, I think it does. I guess the only argument you could make is if she did know, and it does seem like she might know that Kyle is not really the best thing for the world and she decided to go with them anyway just so she could walk maybe not the best thing but she seems to believe it she she, she does there are there are times when you you can see the belief in her so yeah i guess you're right all right baddest character i have to guess you first don't i mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh god uh I don't know how small the characters. I swapped my uh, answer here. Oh, what it was originally. I'm not sure how small uh, you're you're considering characters here. Um, I guess. And Julian Elias Maddox. That's all one person, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm not picking that. Uh, I'm not picking obviously Maplewood. I'm not picking Hassan. I can't pick Whiteman. I can't. I can't pick Killing Head either. So it's gonna have to be uh, more of a side character here. I mean, is is Hayden too small of a character for me to pick? I don't pick? think. I don't think Hayden's too small. All right, I'll go with Hayden then. All right, I think you went with. Jeez, oh, <laughs> who would you have gone with? Um, Barber. I did go with Barbara. How the hell did you get that? I had Barbara originally too. But I oh man! Not and not to Hayden. I I had Barbara and I swapped during our discussion to Andrew Morley. Not because a bad, that was that would have been my my next pick for you is Morley. It, and the the biggest reason for Morley is whatever him saying he has to lie to lies and that he will regret it. Yeah, is what ine- inevitably gives Maplewood the idea to change the timeline so not only is he the baddest in terms of like the sto- like he's kind of messed up his organization so he's bad in terms of he's messed up his organization yeah he's bad as in like he seems like a pretty sinister like he's, he's not a good guy <laughs> in yeah. 2023 and he's bad in terms of the plot like looking at it from a meta perspective if this yeah. guy didn't say that and therefore 2053 the doesn't say that to maplewood maybe yeah. we don't funk up the timeline <laughs> so, so there's that. I like that. So, I really bad, like that. Bad actually, in multiple I'm, ways. I, I might, I might switch over to that because that's a really good. That's really good ruins the show. <laughs> not bad, not bad. Uh, I, I did go with Barbara though, and, and the reason I went with Barbara is because the guy knowingly like mistreated Sarah. Was that her name? Elias's mom. Yeah. Okay, so knowingly mistreated Sarah, knowingly like impregnated her and left her, knowingly arrested his son, knowingly or without telling him that he was his son, 
knowingly just like neglected his son and just was like intentionally not a part of his life so that he would push a button to kill millions of people or thousands of people millions of people however many it was as his father as his son told him to do as as his son told him to do that's right so yeah so i mean that's my argument for barber just like uh, just blindly does things that he knows he should not do well, but he must because he's told utopia. that he's yeah, he must yeah so that's that's my argument for barber but i, I like your morally argument a lot too thank you thank you and i see barber again barber was my choice and i swapped Andrew morally last second gotcha hmm, most, okay. oh. yeah go ahead most character growth hmm I think it, it's either going to be Healing Head or Whiteman, I think. Okay. And I think you went with Whiteman because he goes from just a crooked cop to, I mean, I wouldn't call him on the straight and narrow, but he's <laughs> he's he's trying to fight back. He's trying to do good versus <laughs> just trying to line his own pockets. Killing two people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, okay. He's trying to get uh, justice. All right. Uh, I guess. Huh. I'm going to say you went with, uh, I'll say you went with Hilling Head then. You got me right. Okay. Yeah, I did say Hilling Head. I, I felt that he went from just a lawman and didn't believe in being with Henry to he's willing to cheat on his wife and be with Henry. Yeah. And then eventually turns himself in for his family and for Henry. Yeah. You didn't want to frame him. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I can see that turned on his uh, own um department of course if you're looking at the whole series as a whole he actually didn't grow at all <laughs> right none of them did <laughs> which is why i went with maddox so <laughs> because is this maddox... the least character growth <laughs> well no that's a big change from beginning of season beginning to end I think he goes from existing. existing? Uh, yeah, I think that's the least character growth. <laughs> no, I uh, his his redemption arc is what saves that finale for me. So that's fair. Okay, uh, that's, that's what that's, you mean. Okay, that, that, yeah, that's that's a that's a really great redemption arc. The guy like created a society that he goes back in time to to perpetuate to self perpetuate, only to decide. You know what? I think I may have screwed up <laughs> and. Uh, and make blows the, it all up. The alternate record blows it all up. To, to, and the person who suffers the most, as far as we can tell, is him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe that's not the case, but who knows? We'll never know. We won't. Okay, so I went with Maddox. All right, biggest turn on a character. I think this is where uh, our Mister, I guess not Mister, but Di Whiteman comes in. Ds Ds Whiteman, right, Detective Sergeant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Whiteman comes in because we spent the first two episodes criticizing this dude for being very one note and just a bad dude and then Esther dies and now all of a sudden he's on a warpath to, f- to do what's right so I would think you went with Whiteman okay well then I'll, I'll say you said Whiteman as well for the same I, sh- I did well, you got me wrong Mr. Sal what the heck come uh, on I'm about, I'm, about to pitch it. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to pitch it to you ready alright who's the character that we met Seemingly unassuming, but then turned yeah. out to be the vital linchpin. Or yeah, pa- uh, Polly. Polly, yes. Okay. I uh, similar to how um Hassan's family mostly just plot. Nah, you know, we don't really get to know her family that well. 
I yeah. thought similar similar to Hillinghead. Maybe we'd get to know his wife. Um, and she we did a bit. She turned out to be a very nice lady, very understanding, yeah. actually, for the time. Yeah. Uh, but Polly turns out to be very critical. So <laughs> I went from just going, "Yeah, hey, whatever," just his daughter. I I don't think she'll be that important to. Yeah. Oh whoa, okay, she's killing Esther. To oh my goodness. She yeah. marries Maddox. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. White man, I can presume, will do something like to further. I, I mean, he he did change his character a lot, but it, it didn't. Yeah, I know this isn't biggest shock of a character or something, yeah. but it's a turn I could see coming. Okay, and that to me did not make it that big of a turn. All right, all right. I I it was a pretty big turn for me because I I really was just like bored with the guy especially in episode two it was like oh, i God. agree that is the nadir of white men was oh, yeah okay well now he's just now he's just a crooked cop he's just killing yeah. <laughs> other yeah. people framing them yeah so so that was a big turn for me so i i, I stand by white men as my pick but uh, I, I the only reason I, I the only argument i can make against picking polly is that i didn't, i think polly was enough of anything to even consider until she uh she showed up in the tubes so all the more reason for a bigger bigger turn yeah. on a character right, in my opinion <laughs> all right, yeah, from an assuming background to large and in charge yeah. plot driving yeah all right. arguably the most important character i very much doubt that but very bad argument but arguably <laughs> all right let's move on to our the most entertaining character you have to pick me first or guess me first. Who would you put as most entertaining? Uh, I feel like you'd say... Would you say... Who would you put as the person you went... Ha ha, very funny. <laughs> Lady Harker. Lady Harker. Uh, I I think you said Whiteman. Of course I did. Yeah, of course I, I, I did too. I, it's not, oh, it's you not, did double Whiteman. Yeah, I doubled Whiteman. That's right. Oh geez, you don't you normally don't do that. That's why I, I did didn't last get time. You're right, you did actually. <laughs> yeah, well, it looks like you just broke that rule. Well, it's not even I really did. a rule, but I did. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Whiteman is really entertaining. He's a cool it's, cat. He is. It's a cool cat, exactly. It's a cool right. cat. It's fair. Hop it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, uh, <laughs> who did you say? Oh, Lady Lady Harker. Harker. Not, not, well, yes, like Agatha Harker, right? Like, Agatha, yes. yeah. All right, she she was, I don't know, she she didn't really, she wasn't really humorous. I think there's time she's humorous. <laughs> okay, but no, Whiteman. I mean, this in this setting, entertainment value is like I want to have a beer with the guy. Yeah, no, he's right. Oh, <laughs> That's he's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> even, even even when he's about to die, like he looks that guy go. Oh, that yep. that that could have been that that was. Could have been my funniest moment as well when he lets the uh, cop leave to blow the whistle. <laughs> okay, really? I thought that was super funny uh, <laughs> or cool, whatever combination cool, of it you want yeah. it to be. Cool and funny. Okay, all right, all right. Which brings us to our last superlative: the most interesting character. You, you, Do I have to I, guess you? No, first? I'm supposed to guess you. If you want me to, I, I will. But I, I have. All right, you can I, guess I, me. I assume you already have a guess for me, so I do. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I think that you said Maddox. I think you said Julian Harker. I did. You got me wrong. I said Elias. 
Ah, uh, I guess you uh. technically got me wrong too. I said Mannix. Oh, jeez. Now, yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, he's the most interesting character. Yeah, definitely. And which is a, which is saying a lot, considering he wasn't even in episode one, except in a hologram. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, in terms of he, he doesn't have a single voice line. No. Yeah, I guess he was in a photograph as well, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's. Oh no, wait a minute! I take that back. Elias was also like looking. Oh yeah, at, staring the kid at the is running at the, around, staring at the at Hassan from behind the bus. So, but still, didn't have a voice line. So yeah, no, but, I mean, he's, he's what drives the entire series. He does. Just, I, he does. He's a very interesting a, character, and there's a reason to put him goodest or baddest. He's a very shade no. of gray type of person. Yeah, exactly, and that's and that's what makes the character interesting to me too. Is was what he did good or was it bad? I guess it depends on the timeline you're looking at, too. Yeah, because it really is legitimate when Maplewood says in 2053 to Asan, like, I, I have my life here now. Like, do we want to go yeah. back and change that? I guess they right. end up doing that. But Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm, a good I, point, though. I'm sure that plenty of good came out of Kyle, came out of what Mannix did. But he yeah. also killed you know, that many people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and, and that's what makes him interesting. Like, was, was it justified? I mean, I, I would, I mean, I don't think you can ever justify killing that many people or anybody. But at the same time, well, I guess there are justifications you could make for killing people, but <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think Maddox, I don't think Maddox can make those justifications. So. Listen, if you think Maddox is an interesting character, why don't mm-hmm. I recommend Thanos? I'd rather I'd rather recommend Adrian Veidt. Adrian Veidt's also pretty good. Check out Watchmen. Very yes. very good series. Yes, yes. Watchmen. So read the graphic novel. Watch the HBO or Max, whatever. I'm always going to say HBO. I'm pretty sure. Just like I'm always going to say Twitter. But watch the the Max original series. Uh, what was it? It was an HBO original series. Watchmen, uh, and then let's start coverage. There's, there's a lot of morally gray characters in Watchmen. There is. As there, there is. are here. But, Kurt, what, what last parting words do you have about bodies here? Disappointment. <laughs> Just one word. That's Disappointment. It. Yeah. If you, if, if you want it in one word, if you, if you, I guess a few words to say it was, it was a fun ride. Uh-huh. But, you know, it didn't end very well. <laughs> okay. I'll, I, I think I think I'll I will remember the series fondly, um, but it will have a sour taste, similar yeah. to if you drink. I'm trying to think of a drink that tastes good, but then has a really bad aftertaste. Anything with stevia in it. Okay, there you go. So stevia. <laughs> it's 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 TV TV show stevia. <laughs> Oh boy! All right, I, I do have a few things that I want to say about bodies, and it's uh, pro- and, and the in prosecution and defense of bodies. Okay, so I, well, I like to prosecute first. Yeah, that's I, I was going to do that. That sounds good. Uh, first of all, I think that there's so much more they could have done had they explored the 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 splits going forward, because the, the fact that they left that on the table is pretty inexcusable. Uh, they, they only explored one of those splits that went forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's thing one. That's the criticism one. Criticism two, obviously. I'm not even talking about the the breaking of the time loop. Like that's that goes without saying. I think 
that were upset about the fact that they broke the time loop. Another criticism I have, though, is I think there's so much more that they could have done with these four detectives from a character perspective of showing the societal issues that they're dealing with. You know, Hillinghead being closeted in 1890. I think they White did a good job with Hillinghead. They did. And but I the wish rest, they had done, the rest I wish they had done that with all the other three detectives, because they could have. They could have mm-hmm. focused, zoomed it way in on Whiteman being Jewish during World War II. They could have zoomed in way in on Hassan being Muslim at a time when there are protests, uh, it looks like white nationalist protests, mm-hmm. right? I think they could have done a lot with focusing on Maplewood being uh, a paraplegic in a, a time when she could have a, she could have the spine and, and she could become a cop. But they didn't do enough with any of these characters. We got basically like half an episode of that type of development for each of them. Hillinghead did get the full treatment, and that's what I would have liked to have seen for all of these detectives. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree. So what's your defense, though? So my defense is this. At the heart of this series, the, the, the thesis of the series is know you are loved. And I think that's a really important message. And I think that they effectively conveyed that message. One of the things that I love most about the series is when we find out why Elias pushes that button. It, it really hits you like a lot that he's saying, know you are loved, know you are loved. I want to know. This is a child who does not feel loved. And has an opportunity, he's being told, to feel loved. And there really is very little, if anything, more important in life than feeling loved. Uh, you and I, well, I, I, I've talked about this with you before, but I'm a big fan of the Freakonomics podcast. Mm-hmm. They did a parenting episode, which is interesting. So an economic psychology view on parenting. And one of the things that they found... And actually, it was like the summary of the entire episode was there's very little that a parent can do to alter outcomes for their kids other than making their child feel loved. So you can get them involved in all kinds of activities. You can get them tutors. You can get them all the academic support they need. You can put them in the best schools or you can do none of that and do the exact opposite. You can neglect them. You can... Uh, put them in the worst schools, get, do do nothing at home to support their academics. But the one th- the, all of those all of those inputs have very variable outputs outcomes. Okay, th- there's no guarantee that sending your kid to the best school is going to result in any kind of positive outcomes for the kid. Hmm. The one thing that you can be almost a hundred percent sure of is that. A child that if you your child knows they are loved, they're going to have better outcomes than if they didn't. Wow. And so yeah. So I remember you did tell me this, but I forgot yeah, about that. <laughs> so so feel, feeling loved is such an important part of being a human. And I think the series does a really great job of conveying that and and putting it out there. And so I, I think it's a worthwhile series. I enjoyed watching it. I'm I'm glad that it's out there. Um, it's definitely had an impact on me, in, especially in that regard, uh, because I do think it's really important to know you're loved. And how how many how many things do you see that could be prevented if somebody just felt loved by someone? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, how how many suicides could be prevented if that if those people who I mean, certainly not all of them, because there are certainly other factors that contribute to that. How many suicides could be prevented if the if someone just felt loved? How many homicides could be prevented mm-hmm. yeah, if somebody just felt loved? Mass shootings. How many? How much? How much war could be prevented if a if a, a group of people felt loved? Speeding. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do think it's such an important point to make. I'm glad they made it. And so and I think they did a really good job of making it. So Know Your Loved has worked its way into my vocabulary on a regular basis. So anyway, that's bodies, folks. We at Showhoppers have more coming your way, but I can't tell you what it is yet. It's a <laughs> surprise. So you'll just have to tune in next week. Well, actually, we've already started something new, and I can't tell you what that is yet either, because that's also a surprise. <laughs> we Lots did of just surprises. we did just finish a murder at the end of the world. So make sure you watch that series, listen to our coverage. Uh, that's a, a kind of a more traditional murder mystery, at least at the point where we are and watching it when we're recording this, which is about three episodes in. <laughs> So, uh, it's, but it's fun. It's, it's, it's a really fun murder mystery series. I think that you'll probably enjoy it. So check that out. Listen to our coverage, listen to whatever we're covering after murder at the end of the world and tune in next week when we drop a new something, but I don't series know of some sort. It could, could be a series. It could just be an episode. Who knows? <laughs> so, uh, well, you'll have to tune in to find out. That's all I can tell you. Maybe it's black mirror. It could just be a Black Mirror episode. Not just a Black Mirror episode. I shouldn't say just. Yeah. Could be a Black Mirror episode. We don't know. We got some of those in the bank ready to drop. Mm-hmm. Anyway, listen to our other stuff, though. Go go back in our catalog. We have almost 400 episodes of back catalog here at Showhoppers. We've got the last season of Better Call Saul. Some episodes of Black Mirror. We've got all of Centaur World, all of Chernobyl, all of Dexter New Blood. All of The Last of Us through season one, which is all there is at the time we're recording this. All of The Leftovers. All of Lost. All of Mrs. Davis. Season one of The Old Man. Uh, Only Murders in the Building through the first three seasons. Out of Range through the first season. All of Ozark. Season one of Russian Dolls. Season one of Shrinking. All of Watchmen. The first two seasons of White Lotus so far. Uh, and uh, Murder at the End of the World and this. Bodies. So... Lots of stuff for you to check out. Check it all out. Download it. Like it. Favorite us. Follow us. Give us five-star ratings and reviews. Tell other people about us. We really do appreciate it. And most importantly, get in touch with us. Email us at showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. I know Bodies is over now. We won't have an opportunity to talk about your thoughts on Bodies, but email us about other series you're interested in. You never know. Maybe we'll cover them someday. But In the meantime, the most important thing, folks, is to know you are loved. Shoe hammer some show hoppers into your day.